So, uh, Alex, I got a confession. You so, have a confession? I have a confession. Oh. So it's kind of private, so, um... Don't tell anyone? Don't, don't, okay. don't tell anyone. Um, I, I just, listen, I, I, I stole, I stole your log, the log that you, that you keep under your bed. I just wanted it. You mean I, the big piece of wood or my book? The, <laughs> both, uh, both. <laughs> I took them both, Alex. I took them both and I hid them away in my, in my own house. And I just wanted to say that I'm sorry and that I burned them both, but I'll replace them. Okay. Well, later. did they at least provide you warmth? Some. The the book the the log providing you warmth in the physical sense and the log warmth in the sense that you felt the comfort the words of another man actually it was quite the opposite oh so the log quite the the you, log, you like the log that? performed you emotional like, comfort you like that lady in in Twin Peaks who walks around with the log everywhere I'll pretend I've seen Twin Peaks you've never to, seen I've never seen Twin Peaks oh well there's a woman. And she just cradles a log everywhere uh, like it's, it's a dog. That's uh, creepy. And she just like she talks to the log. Welcome to this Twin Peaks podcast. Yes. Um, uh, welcome to welcome back to the weekly undertaking. It's uh, not a Twin Peaks podcast. We we very, this is the first time we've ever talked about Twin Peaks and might be the last. Yes. Well, we'll watch it eventually. And, well, it's it's real good. It, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm Alex. Hi. We are your hosts. Welcome to episode five is of it the, the weekly fifth episode. It's already the fifth episode. You like that little thing I just did? Like we talked about it beforehand. We're like, oh, this is episode five. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And now it looks like it's it seems. Spontane- spontaneous it's and seamless. It's seem quite seamless. Michael, what did you do this week? Because we did very different things this week. We did do very different things this week. Uh, our challenge this week was to watch movies from a genre we despise. And since we are very different people, yes, we, apparently <laughs> we watched two very different types of movies this, this this week. Me being the alpha male of the group, apparently I watched romance movies because. Uh, I, I, I typically would not ever watch any of those movies. And Alex, you and watched... me being the theta male, watched... <laughs> <laughs> the theta male. You skipped a few a few, uh, a few letters uh, of the Greek theta, alphabet. Gamma. I'll be the gamma male. Okay, cool. Because it sounds cool. Okay. Uh, I watched horror movies this week. Okay. Because uh, I, I didn't think I could handle that before this week. And let me tell you... I, I really like horror movies now. Well, you re- you I, do. I always That's... liked horror movies, but mm-hmm. I never thought I could watch them. Right, because you know they're scary. But no, no, it turns out I can pretty I can handle them pretty well. Really? Okay, good. So, uh, okay, so tell me more. What was your what movies did you watch this week? I watched. Uh, well, we talked about a bunch last week that we, we did. I, I had to watch. So those I watched it, A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. uh, Train to Busan. Yeah, which was. I am. I will talk about it more later. But that was my favorite movie. That's it's legit. It's a horror movie, but it's beautiful. It was Go on. so good. Yeah, and The Shining. Okay. And along with that, I watched Children of the Corn. Children of the Corn. Ooh, uh, that's a. I saw that movie too. That's terrible, but yes. it's great. Okay, it was go. terrible. Yeah. I was expecting great things. <laughs> okay. And what else? Uh, the Conjuring. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, supposed to be. That one, that one was pretty pretty scary. Yeah, I, I think that one was hyped up a lot more than it actually was. I, I wasn't actually genuinely scared. Okay. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, a lot less than you thought it would but be. But what I mean, I was I was expecting to be more scared. Okay. Okay. But it, it wasn't terrible. Okay. I, I could do it. And what was your last one? Shit. Or. You know what? Did you only do six? 
We recorded on Sunday last no, week. No, you're, you're right. I got you're, messed up. You're right. I did too. That's okay, because I only ended up watching five. Well, oh, dude. You, you beat me. You beat me. You beat me. Well, well, there was a seventh one I wanted to watch. And I'm definitely going to watch it now, because mm-hmm. I, like, it, it was kind of like a transitional period for me, where I was like, you can do this, so if there's a horror movie that interests you, you can watch it. Uh-huh. There's this one on Netflix called Hush that looked very interesting. I've seen that one. Is it good? It looks a lot more interesting than it actually is. Oh, well, I'm still gonna watch it. it, it it's it's worth watching, but, um, yeah, a quiet, it's, uh, Hush is kind of like a quiet place in that it, it deals with the, the silence of it, because the protagonist is deaf, yeah, and you yeah. can't see the, but a quiet place does, it does that, the quiet thing a billion times better. Cool. I definitely does. have a lot to say about that movie in particular, but first, I want to hear about, uh, or hear the movies that you watched this week. Okay, so, my intention was to watch six movies, because, like you said, Sunday screwed us up, but, um, so I watched, uh, the three movies that you recommended. Yes. Be it, meaning, um, Set It Up. Set It Up. Uh, When We First Met, and The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which I must say... It's not a romance movie. <laughs> I'm a little concerned that you... Th- did you genuinely think that uh, the 40-year-old version is a romance movie? I think it's a romance movie that you would enjoy. It's the it's a romance movie for the last 15 minutes of the movie. The rest of That's the movie... That's why I said start with it. The rest of the movie is the middle-aged American pie. Like, there is... I was expecting Steve Carell to whip out a pie in the middle of the in the middle of the movie. It was... Oh, man. Um, well, but I watched those movies. And well, that's I, why I wanted you to start with it. I'm like... Mm-hmm. It's like a soft romance. It is. It's... Romance is the intention, but is then it? it's also Steve Carell. Is it? I think that the intention is for a... a sexual, dirty, raunchy uh, comedy. Well, no... Well, yes, but <laughs> it, the idea is the the triumph of romance over that idealism because everyone else wants Steve Carell's mm-hmm. character to get laid, to just but Steve bang. Carell mm-hmm. wants to have sex with someone he really cares about, yes. and he finds this woman who he really cares about. Right, and there were I, I want to I want to let you talk first, so I'll, I'll hold off for the well, you know what we're talking about it now, um, but the. One thing that stood out to me is that, first of all, there are a lot of big names in that movie. Right. Um, there's Paul Rudd. There's a few other very big names. I forgot Paul Rudd was in that movie. Yes, he had a big box of porn. And yeah, that was yeah, a very major plot point, which I think says a lot about the, <laughs> the level of, uh, of romance in, the, in this movie. But um, it's, it, was, it was also very rapey. It was very rapey. How so? It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, Remind there was me. a very large portion of the movie in which the whole point of Steve of the guys pushing Steve Carell towards uh, getting laid was just find the drunkest girl possible. Oh yeah, and yeah, take yeah. her home and just bang her. And I was in the movie. In the min- movie, I was thinking that can't be what happens. <laughs> Don't do this. It was bad, and it ended up that Steve Crow was in a drunk driving accident and he didn't get to, but it's totally implied that he would have raped this woman no. had she not uh, dri- he driven drunk. Human. Well, actually, maybe. He totally would have. I, I know, because he couldn't even do it with the girl he cared about That's later true. in the movie. That's true. He, he didn't know how to put on the condom. He probably would have st- would have stopped, but it was in- his intention to do that. He, he was going to try. He was going to try to... I to, don't think he would have actually done it. I, 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 I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't think the actual Steve Carell would, but I think Andy, the character... No, I just forgot his name, so I'm calling him Steve Carell. Right, and I will say, Andy was... was 
incredibly like Michael Scott. I noticed that in there too. Mike, uh, Steve Carell's main uh, character that he mm-hmm. does very well is just the awkward guy. Yeah, he. It's not as much Michael Scott because mm-hmm. I don't think he's as confident. True. Uh, True. But... Michael Scott is very confident. He wants to be a leader, but he just is bad but at it. But it's sort of that same undertone. That's that's just all Steve Carell characters. That's I'm not very saying true. it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's you know what you're getting into. Though, yeah, so no, he's good. he does he's definitely one of the top comedic actors of our yes. Generation. I, I do just <clears throat> genuinely enjoy seeing him Steve on screen. He's he is incredible. I haven't seen The Big Short, but I know that he's uh, started. Me neither. To, he started to take a dip into comedic acting, which uh, no uh, serious acting, which I think is uh, is good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was a little surprised <laughs> that that was the movie you started me off on, because, like I said, I don't think the main purpose of the 40-year-old virgin was a romance. I think it was a, uh, dude's, a, a manly, uh, you know, uh, bangum uh, <laughs> movie. Like I said, like American Pie, but with an older actor. Um, it's, I... I could argue for romance in that movie, although I genuinely know that that's not... It's a stretch. It's... It's... It says... It's (laughs) it's a romance in that it says something about love, but what it says about love is very basic in its... its... Isn't that what romance movies are? A commentary on love? Yeah. Yeah, and we'll get... hmm, I was... Lawyered. Lawyered? No. Well, well, first of all, the focus (laughs) of a romance movie is to say something about love. The focus of the 40-year-old virgin was... (laughs) Boobs. Well, no... The, the goals were love for the main character. For the main character. For the other for the other people, it was... Yeah, uh, the supporting cast is more like obstacles for him. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But without the supporting cast, I will mention, I don't think he would have gotten... Uh, no. So it's Trish? about... Was that, it's the, was that the one I saying? think it was. I think it was Trish. Let's go with that. Okay. Anyway, mm-hmm. so... Oh, the other, the other movies I saw, by the way, were uh, oh, yeah. The Big Sick and... Uh, the theatrical masterpiece that was Mamma Mia 2, Here We Go Again. Real? Oh, that's the one you watched? I saw that, and it was... Is that a real? Is that a romance movie? That, in the loosest terms possible. Uh, I'm glad I gave you suggestions. Yeah, me you, too. You would have watched musicals. I would have watched The Notebook, would have been, been my next one, but um, I got back very late from... A wedding rehearsal dinner, so maybe that counts as a romance too. How'd that? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were talking last week about how all these romance movies are gonna be rehearsal for this wedding. For the wedding, yeah. The the rehearsal went well. The wedding's later today, so I'm yeah. I hope you have fun. Send pictures. I will. I will. But uh, let's let's turn. We talked about one of my movies. Let's turn back and talk about your movies. What was your experience? I wanted to talk about uh, in in the greatest detail, Train to Busan. Because that was my favorite movie that I, I watched this week. Genuinely one of my favorite movies, period, in or out of the horror genre. Yes. I have to sneeze. Hang uh, on. Go ahead. Go ahead. Entertain while, I, while I'm building up. All right. So uh, what's the deal with airline food nowadays? It's just, uh, I think this was a Jerry Seinfeld bit. Are you good? It went away. It went away. You were horrible. I, I am glad that I don't host this by myself. <laughs> So, Train to Busan, it was great. It's a typical, like, not typical, actually, the reason, it was good because it wasn't typical. Mm -hmm. But it's a zombie movie Mm -hmm. that takes place, I would guess, in Korea. South Korea. South Korea. Where it's this, mainly this family, this dad and his daughter, Mm -hmm. and his ex-wife. Yes, I forgot about the Mm ex-wife. They're going to Busan on a train, 
and there's this zombie outbreak that just starts happening and mm-hmm. it, it's sort the the plot setup is very generic in that sense but mm-hmm. the 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 interest comes from the reactions of the characters in mm-hmm. that it's not this annoying walking dead thing uh where everyone's kind of like what's going on for a very long time <laughs> right they everyone notices like something is wrong almost immediately yes and then they're like okay we need to figure out how to not die how, and to, how to survive they, this thing. they board up the wall they discover the zombies aren't aggroed when they can't see them mm-hmm. so they play to that advantage in the dark where they play sounds on the other sides of the trains that whole tunnel scene so was great. incredible that, there's some good action that scenes is in this. storytelling without using a lot of words yeah exactly and that yeah i was just enthralled by that scene. so this mm-hmm. the, the genuine like intelligence of the characters is very real to what actual people would have done mm-hmm. like they like that is a genuine reaction from yeah i don't even know if like zombies as a concept exist in that universe <laughs> that's know... that's true i'm not really sure about that um they don't really well they don't really go into yeah. it which is great they yeah. don't need to to say hey yeah. there are zombies or hey there are no zombies yes and mm-hmm. and this is another thing i really like about foreign films especially mm-hmm. like i notice like a lot of movies that we watch like that are that are here in america they a lot of them have really happy endings that all tie everything up really nicely mm-hmm and that's while it's nice, it's not realistic, right? So I, I really appreciated this ending, well, which I'm it, I'm not going to go into detail on, right? Because spoilers, but mm-hmm. it was not a happy ending. Well, but it was a hopeful ending. It was a hopeful ending, but not a happy ending. Well, most zombie movies, I don't think I don't think any zombie movie actually ends with a happy ending because even if the character lived, it's like, well, what kind of world is this character <laughs> what kind living of life? in? Yeah. And that's that's what's great about The Walking Dead. I'm a I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. No, not so much you the TV. Were. Sh- I was a fan of the TV show. I'm <laughs> still a fan of the comics, but TV show's gone downhill. But the the interesting thing is, so many of the of the zombie movies, if they end with the stereotypical happy ending of the everybody dying except the main character and the love interest, and they get together and stuff, even if that happens, like what happens after? Yeah, that? Yeah, because there are still so many zombies left, you know. Um, so that's kind of what's interesting about The Walking Dead. But you're right in that uh, in that Train to Busan does it in a very very interesting, realistic, human fashion. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. That movie, I, I, I just, I, that was probably my favorite because mm-hmm. it was, it also didn't rely on a lot of horror tropes. Like mm-hmm. the reason I hate a lot of horror movies is like the jump scares, just right. because it's, I, I don't like jumping. Right. There is, there is a joke. I forget by what comedian, forgive me, but that that says, um, jump scares in horror movies are like if a stand-up comedian just ran into the audience and started tickling people randomly and just was, ha. Technically, you left. I win. It counts. It counts. Yeah, we were talking about that when we watched The Purge. Yes. Oh, did you watch any more Purge movies? Nope. I feel I don't feel like I need to watch any more Purge no, movies. No, I get it. You see one, you, you, that's all you really need. I wish we went this week, though, so it could count it towards my... Even though that's more of a thriller. That's... Well, yeah. Okay, well... Um, there are a few jumps. There are a few, there are a few jump scares, but in general, I would agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, well, first of all, the Quiet Place is that a, is that a thriller oh. or, a com- or a horror movie? I I like to think I, I would think it's more horror. Mm. It's definitely a lot psychological. It's very psychological. Horror. I loved that movie as well mm-hmm. for the sheer concept of it. The mm-hmm. acting was great. The one thing I hated about that movie, or not hated but disliked, was the the monster was super generic uh, in its design. 
What do you? I, oh, what do you mean? Just like kind of like a spider kind of yeah. I get xenomorphish why thing. it had to be that because mm-hmm. they had a ch- you tell they had a checklist with this monster to mm-hmm. set up the scenario. It had to be able to hear the right. faintest of sounds from great distances. Right. Get there incredibly quick and kill you incredibly quick. Right. So it was a challenge, and the challenge came from not making a sound. And if you talk, you're dead. Right. So even like that concept is like very interesting, despite the threat. Mm-hmm. So the threat itself, once you saw it, that was like, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. But the actual like fear of sound was the much more interesting thing about this movie. Yeah, that's true, because it was always, like, um, you obviously saw it at home, it's not in theaters anymore. Yeah. But um, when you, I saw this movie twice in theaters. Must have been intense. It was, the, the movie begs to be watched in a theater, because it's like, it's just like hundreds of people in a room, and you can hear a pin drop. At one point, there a phone went off, and everybody audibly started just like <laughs> breathe. Like the phone, like the phone went off. Everybody jumped, and then there was just an audible sigh of relief when they were just like. And then they kicked the guy out. But um, can I was, t- can I tell you something funny? What when I was watching this, mm-hmm. uh, there there was like no sound for the first like minute, and I was like, wow, there's like no audio. And I was like, nope, I just had it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I didn't. I didn't question it. You're, you, but you are right in that there is very little. You would never <sighs> know, yeah. with the exception of maybe the waterfall scene. Like you would never know if uh, whether or not um, you would have this movie on um, on mute. It's so quiet. You're yes. right. And and I and I, I I draw this movie in concept to it, where mm-hmm. the draw of a quiet place mm-hmm. is the concept. Mm-hmm. And not the actual monster that hunts down. The monster is more of a consequence, the right, action. Right. Where it is like you come for the monster, you come for Pennywise. For Pennywise. And you stay for the fascinating story and the tale of the kids and all that it's fun stuff. So interesting. It was yeah. a great. It was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. Tell me of how you like set it up. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> totally back to uh, back to that, that. That's the one you want. You want a pivot turn on? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> Set It Up was not a good movie. Oh, um, I liked it. It was okay at best. N- none of the movies that I watched I was particularly blown away by. Mm. Um, I mean, well, first of all, Mamma Mia, like I said, is one of the best movies of the century. If you remove all the standards of movie making. Um, is Mamma Mia reminded... Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, reminded me of uh, Sharknado, in, except it was... A musical and designed for elderly woman. Um, mm. But besides, but um, I not- noticed you did like a total like turn there. It's like set nah, Mamma Mia. Well, listen, setting up was fine. I guess it was mm. just kind of like not. I I didn't I didn't think there was anything like of note there. You know, no, I I I saw it as a feel feel good movie. It was it was a feel good movie. It, it was. The most interesting thing, like mm-hmm. from from a like a deep dive, there is the uh, the fight of two differing opinions on whether or not to ruin someone else's life to accomplish your own goals. Oh, you mean the the, the final thing when it turns? Yeah. Okay. So, but but that's like already like a, a morally just thing where everyone can agree that one thing is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't even like that enthralling. Right. And um, so just for those that haven't seen it, uh, set it up. Oh yeah, is basically yeah because it's not it's not a blockbuster movie. No, it's, it, it's like a Netflix or, original that drops silently. Right, exactly. I, I I 
and to be honest with you, I think the Netflix original movies are modern day equivalents to straight to video, and that they're not. They, they, <laughs> they went to Netflix first because they they would never have drawn anything to the movie theaters. Sometimes they're good. It's, very rarely. I've yet to see a very good Netflix original movie. The TV shows are incredible, yeah. but, but the movies leave a lot to be desired. But Set It Up is basically horrible bosses, but they want to get them to bang instead of murder them. That's like... Well, it, it's it's the assistance of two bosses that yes. both want time off. And so they, they set up the two bosses to kind of, to get together and start and start a romance and while they're they're bang and the assistants are like, Yay, free time and of course the assistants end up falling in love and uh, it's 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 all nice and there are a few cute moments and stuff like that. Um I, I, I liked the acting, I liked the cast. I, I liked everyone in this. Was movie. there anyone I wasn't able to, to tell, was there anyone of was the was the boss actually the guy from Shark Tank? Was he? I don't know. They mentioned that he was on Shark Tank, and I wasn't sure if that was, like, in-universe this guy was on Shark Tank or if this is the real person that actually is a, like a, a Shark Tank dog. man. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, I just... I don't even... I don't know the names of any of the people in this film. Mm-hmm. I just... I, I really liked the acting in this in this movie. I yeah, thought it was... I thought it was good. It was It was okay. It was, it was believable at points. There were a few good laughs. A few. <laughs> um, I will say it's better than uh, Photo Booth Time Machine movie. <laughs> um, that, that one had significantly <laughs> more laughs in it, I will say. But, that one, um, yeah. That one was a... The, that was, that's uh, When We First Met, which is essentially... Groundhog Day, uh, but willingly, this guy goes back to to the move to the, to the day that he meets what will be the love of his life every day. Um, he does it multiple times trying to get her to fall in love with him, um, and that's that's essentially the whole movie. And it doesn't it never really works, but um, well, no, it it works, but then when it works, it it it's doesn't bad. Yeah, exactly. Like he turns into an asshole, and they get and he gets himself to. He gets the girl to hook up with him, but then three years down the line, it's like, ah, oh, but now they have an antagonistic relationship and they don't really like each other. And and, and there are a few iterations of that. Um, and so essentially the movie of that one is it's fate and there's nothing you can do to detract love or really... Uh, you can you just gotta let things happen the way that they the way that they happen. Yeah. Um, like, it's a good moral for, for don't... If it doesn't work, then don't force it. Yes, exa- exactly. It's, um... <laughs> Uh, I read this online once and it's it's gross, but it's it's I thought I found it very true. Love is like a fart. If you have to force it, it's probably shit. Oh, that's <laughs> that's yeah, na- that's nasty. But I, I I thought that that was the moral of this movie. Um, so um, you know, just in general, in 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 ge- yeah. First of all, in in general, I thought the movies I watched were light on melodrama, which I thought was going to be a big thing in in this movie, and I'm. Sure, that, that, be... that was the main thing I looked out for when finding movies to recommend for you. Really? Because, like, that's, like, the cheesy, like, that's the cliche in romance movies. Mm-hmm. Like, the drama that, like, didn't have to be there. Right, right. So, like... And that's kind of what I expected when I planned to watch The Notebook, but didn't, didn't Yeah, The Notebook, out. probably. I have not watched The Notebook either, but I right. bet mm-hmm. that's what's in The Notebook. Right, right. But, like, the thing I find interesting about what I found myself thinking about the romance thing in general... Is that it's just, it, it only covers one part of what's interesting about love, you know? Really? Like, all of these movies are just how we got together, and then they kiss, 
and occasionally get married, and at the very latest they have a kid, <laughs> and then after that it's just kind of a, and then they lived happily ever after. But that's not. Oh, dude, real. I got a, I got a ton of movies that are about like couples later in the relationship. That, really, there's one. With that guy John Ralphio from Parks and Rec, <laughs> who, uh-huh. whose real name I refuse to know, right? Because he, he's just John Ralphio. You can't but, ever top that. But he, uh... he stars in this movie where he's in like a three-year relationship with this girl, mm-hmm. and like on their three-year anniversary, the girl's just like, "I'm not happy." And then they just talk about their past. They talk about what isn't working. They fight, and it's messy, but mm-hmm. it's real. And okay, wait, how does that movie end though? Do they break up and find uh, new people to start things mm-hmm. with? I, they leave it, like, just as kind of bumpy as it is in the first place, where, like, they're happy now, but they know they're not going to be happy later, so let's stay together now. And it's, like, it it reminded me a lot of my own experiences, and that's why I like romance movies, Mm because I relate them to, like, my own experiences in the past, and it's, like, "Eh, yeah, I I see that, and you put yourself in the situation, it's, like, I would do this here, and Mm -hmm. I would do this here, and maybe it Mm -hmm. would be better. I don't know, but, uh... I think, I think what what I'm trying trying to get at is, like... Well, first of all, I know that by necessity the, 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 the romances only cover a small snippet of what actually is compelling about love in, in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, two-hour movie, you can't fit a whole relationship in there. But I would posit that what makes... You know, those movies are interesting, but what makes them more interesting is not the per- the people making the commitment, but seeing the people live out the commitment. Like, for example, let me pose to you this. Okay. What what is more compelling to you, set it up, or the first eight minutes of up? Oh well, that's an easy thing. That's up. Right. Obviously. When we first met, or the first eight minutes of up. <coughs> he coughed. coughed. That means that's up. a sin. Up, the John Ralphio movie, or the first <laughs> eight minutes of up. Well, see, yeah, up. Yeah, and the reason for that is because it's it's it shows a. Sure, they show the beginning of the relationship, like when they were kids, but what makes that interesting is you see those people with very few words going through the different stages and the different struggles of life. And the yes. only movie that I watched that came close to that was The Big Sick, which was an amazing movie, part in part because Cool Man Langiani is one of the funniest guys that's out there today, um, and in part because it's a real story. I don't know if you... Have you seen The Big Sick? Nope. It's about... Um, uh, it's deals with a lot of stuff it's cool male nanjiani's actually uh, his love story is how he got met his uh his wife they started they started dating and then she got sick and went into a coma and then it's uh sure they she went into a coma coma shortly after they broke up and it's cool male trying to uh make friends with the family and also she he's from pakistan so trying to shirk off the 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 arranged marriage uh culture and stuff like that and that's beautiful because in part because it's real literally and in part because it's um in part because it's uh his uh it, it deals with the struggles that really come during during love and i think that a lot of romance movies are are geared towards feeling happy and that's not bad but it's you know, what makes it interesting is seeing people struggle together, and that's kind of what I think is, is missed in a lot of the movies, at least that I watched. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think a lot of romance... Because when people go out to make romance movies, it's the idea is is the love story. Mm-hmm. It's like the the happy ending, the meeting, the, the, the meet-cute where it's like an awkward interaction at first, and mm-hmm. then they can't stop thinking about each other. Right. 
and stuff like that but there's there's like a whole like chapter there's like that's like chapter one Mm -hmm. in like a like a book right exactly like i mean you see those couples that are together 50 or 60 years, like, that There's are... like, you got some interesting stories in there, I bet. Yeah, and I'm sh- and sure the, the way that they met is definitely beautiful, and I'm not saying that that's a bad part of love, but what I want to hear about is beyond that, is the tough times yeah. that, they, that they went through A together. lot of people meet a lot of people. It's true. the people who stick together who are, like, interesting. That's very true. And also, like, in these movies, I noticed that a trope is... You have to break off an engagement. You have to break off a relationship to get with the person that you really meant to be. Mm-hmm. And in that case, it's like, is this human being, is this relationship, are we really meant to believe that this relationship is going to last? Like, Or, we, or that it's better than the relationship that currently is, is existent? Right, because it seems like the promise that they make to each other is only relevant until something better comes along. And so that's like, that's another problem. I think that the problem with romance movies is, well, it romanticizes love. When I don't think, I think that part of the beauty of real life romance is that it's not always beautiful all the time. That's my spiel as to why I was not disappointed in the romance movies that I watched, but um, I felt that they they left something to be desired. That's all. That is fair. Mm -hmm. I, I... Sorry, water. After sitting here in silence for <laughs> like a few minutes, ah, we we're learning. <laughs> we're, uh, we're learning to podcast. Go on. No, I, 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 I said that because I needed more time to think of my rebuttal. Okay, but mm-hmm. I, I don't even think I have a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. I think it's more along the lines of, yes, I agree, mm-hmm. but in the sense of sometimes that's what you want in a movie. That's true. That is true. You Some... know, like I was, I was building. Like, all this furniture, as I mentioned last week. Mm-hmm. And I put on romance movies because I didn't have to really pay attention. <laughs> exactly. You kind of know the, gen- the general ebb and flow of the, of the plot. It's mm-hmm. good sound. And it's like... <coughs> cough. It's cough. good sound, and it's a story that I like and can feel good about. Yeah, and exactly. It's... Not all of them are complex. In mm-hmm. fact, most of them aren't. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, sometimes that's what you want. Mm-hmm. I think romance movies are also great. For, like, group watching. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you should get, like, a couple, like, friends together and, like, get, like, a pizza and watch, like, a, like a kind of shitty romance just movie. Just roast the shit out of it together. that's fun. Yeah. That's okay. the reason I love a B-list horror. Right. Okay. So you watched a lot of A-list horror. Did yeah. you? What, what was... Okay. So we talked about... We briefly talked about it. We talked about The Quiet Place. We talked about Train to Busan. Uh, what was your opinion on The Shining and The Conjuring? Yes. Uh, also... Uh, note: I didn't watch B-list horror because I didn't think that would ha- count because I genuinely love B-list horror. Really? Yes. So like, so like, what? Scream and The Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff and like that. Sharknado and Zombievers. And... <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Zombievers is great. Zombievers is. I, I've only seen a little bit of it, but I think that's no, all you, you need to see. Yeah, you get it. Yeah, you get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, which one do I want to do first? I'll do The Shining first. I've okay. seen that one more. I saw that one yesterday. Okay. And that one was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a weird, like, movie. That's a classic like, movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I have not read the novel. And you mentioned that Stephen King does not like the movie iteration. Right. And we'll talk about why later. But go on. For what your impressions. Uh, I, I loved the idea of isolation uh, being one of the causes to insanity. Mm-hmm. Or rather, the undertone of this film. Because it was also, like, ghosts and stuff or whatever. Yes, very briefly. Yes. But... Mm-hmm. Just the the guy being driven to sheer madness by 
like just being not there. being al- being alone with yeah. your own mind. And like you go into this movie like knowing that this guy's kind of a shitty dad and he's, a he's not bad the best husband. guy. Yeah, but like he's like redeemable. Like mm-hmm. you go into this like thinking like maybe like he'll be cool at the end. Right. It's mm-hmm. like no, he died. <laughs> he he does. Spoiler know. alert! But it's a thirty-six-year-old movie. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. That's he, it's he, your own fault. He murders his family with an axe. He yeah. tries. He tries to murder his family with an axe. Yes, and you know you got the famous. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. Famous scene. Here's Johnny. <laughs> exactly. And seeing that in mm-hmm. context is is nice. Although I have I do not get why he didn't go for the kill just there. Just uh, while, while, while he had her. Why he poked his head through the went <coughs> through through the through the door and just and and did the Johnny Carson intro. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. But then I know, you know why he backs off because she swipes him. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, dude, try again. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this is the one time where it's like he's got her. He could he could end her, but just doesn't. You're right, you're right. Now, um, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. There was a lot. I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, no, go. Don't don't let me interrupt you. Yeah, there was a lot of not fake outs, but mm-hmm. like great audio cues where it was like creepy moments being highlighted by mm-hmm. the score, right? Which I thought was really great. So it's like sub uh, a subtle like take note of this for later mm-hmm. uh, stuff uh, and. and well, the, yeah. Stanley Kubrick is is an incredible director, and this is this is literally what he's known for. He did a great job. Yeah. Now, the reason that Stephen King does not like the movie, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, is because the book does not concentrate on the fact that isolation drives him mad. Oh. Uh, Stephen King is very much based on the supernatural, so it's mm. more of the there's something that's unexplained but supernatural <coughs> about this hotel that drives the main character to murder his fit to, yeah. to try to murder everybody and you know what stephen king i also had this problem with children of the corn mm-hmm. i don't like that stephen yeah. king <laughs> i am much more fascinated with real things that mm-hmm. that drive people to do horrible things mm-hmm. like children of the corn i'm also going to talk about here yeah definitely uh like the kids. That's like also the, a Stephen King book. Yeah, I don't know if you know. I know. Okay, gotcha. That's that's why I'm talking about it, Stephen. Good. The kids. <laughs> the kids uh, in in that book in that movie mm-hmm. uh, form a town, kill all the adults, and take over for this this lord, this savior that they pray to and that they kill for. The he who walks behind the rose, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, it turns out like this threat is legitimate and real, mm-hmm. and that's. A, a little upsetting to me. I felt this the exact same way. Because it's like, it would be much more interesting if the kids had to kind of cope with the reality that they've done all this for nothing. Or mm-hmm. they have actual no proof that this dark demon exists. It would have said so much more about the human Psyche. mind. Yeah. Yes. If they just murdered because of a belief. And it's the same thing with The Shining. To a lesser extent, mm-hmm. I know this one introduces the idea of Shining, and mm-hmm. that's kind of like the whole thing about this movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So you should be expecting it, but the isolated uh, parts are the parts that heighten or or, uh, or uh, kind of go into that idea of isolation were the more interesting parts for me. Mm-hmm. So that's my Brett with Stephen King. I, I Well, like... I will say, though, it does, did work for it. The yeah, Supernatural did it, work for it. It worked... It, it worked a lot. Yeah, it did. In it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because it, it... Well, I guess maybe because you're expecting it. I think that one's more port or, or shown off as a horror movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of also the mindset you go into it. Very like true. Like, The Shining and The Children of the Corner, like, 
it's kind of regular in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then it's like, oh, supernatural along with these other elements. Right. But it, you go in, you know you're going to see some creepy-ass clowns. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And the leper. In yes. there too. That, that's what scared me more than Pennywise the clown and his weird breakdancing towards the end. No, I like the breakdancing. You like the break... All right, all right. That's like the most memorable thing That's for me. That was it's so like, rare. Da, 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 da. I, saw it, I saw it with a friend in the movie theater, and it was... We were terrified the entire time, and then that happened, and I just couldn't help. I burst out laughing in the, in the middle of it. It was just like... But it's like... That's his threatening dance. But it's like funny... <laughs> It's it's creepy, but also funny. But it, it's funny because it's creepy. It's funny because it's like, what the hell is he doing? Just <laughs> just run at her. She'll get scared from that. You don't need to dance. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man. It's it's a lot of like that's another thing. Like Pennywise had so or it mm-hmm. had a lot of opportunities to kill these kids. Well, that one's kind of explained because it's like Pennywise didn't kill them because it feeds off of the fear. Yeah. So it oh, just oh yeah, and then it, it it will ultimately kill them, but just the fear is what it's it needs gotta, to survive. It's got to scare them a bunch, right? Exactly. To survive. So essentially, okay. it's just a bogart yeah. from Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. And um, then the girl, what was her name? Wasn't afraid. So Beverly. Yes. Yes. So that that explains the breakdancing. Mm-hmm. Is like you gotta like terrify her. What's interesting about it is that um, beyond being a an incredible horror movie, is that it's also kind of a coming of age story. Yes. Yeah. About the characters. Uh, who was your favorite when you watched it? <sighs> Man, I don't know. There, I love Bill. I loved um, I forget his name, but Phil Wolfhard's character. I that Richie. Yeah, I think it Phil was Richie. Phil Wolfhard was yeah. my favorite as well. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's just like the his line at the end is just like, Bill, we gone through all this shit for you, and now I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. That's the best line. Uh, oh my god. Uh, yeah, oh, that's great. I I just I I loved that character specifically all those one liners. <laughs> yeah. I, I have not seen Stranger Things, but now I kinda want to just for him. Oh dude, you gotta watch Stranger Things. I will. It's, I will. It's it's scary, but it's beyond the horror thing. That's, that's really good that's really good stuff. Great. Mm-hmm. And then uh real quick, mm-hmm. uh, I wanna talk about my sixth movie. Mm-hmm. Uh The Conjuring. Ooh yes. Because that was at one point I when did that come out? It was like the pinnacle horror movie for a while. I don't know when it came out, oh like at least twenty years ago, maybe wow. thirty. Yeah. It no. It, it's the effects were pretty you know what? I'm gonna look. Looking. I'm gonna look it up. You, you okay. talk. I'm gonna look it up. Okay, so because I remember, like, it came out before all of those movies with the house and the haunts and the, mm-hmm. like every other horror movie became that. Because mm-hmm. this was the movie that kind of was like, ooh, look at this. But it's like a, it's a typical. Well, now it's typical. Back then, I guess it wasn't as typical. Right. It, it's this old creepy house. Family moves in. There's a ghost or a demon uh, haunting the place. They call ghost catchers. He possesses the wife. And it's just a bunch of creepy, scary imagery and jump scares. Uh, There's a lot of substance here. I'm just trying to summarize for the sake of time. Mm -hmm. It genuinely was uh, terrifying and interesting. I'll be damned. It came out in 2013. There you go. It's set in the 70s, so that's what I was thinking. But, um, (laughs) wow, okay. Yes, so 2013. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I feel like right after that we got, like, a bunch of, like, House in the Woods stories. Yes, very true. Of, mm-hmm. of absolute terror, but... That's a bit of a trope, yeah, but you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think this this uh, movie kind of started that trope, or, or helped start it. It was... It's it's the pinnacle of that trope, you're right. Yes. Because it's like, I mean... Uh, that's, I mean, that's a better way to put it. I have not seen The Conjuring, but it's like, it's essentially like demons and ghosts and it's, stuff. It's like, when you watch it, it's like the most typical, like, horror story, but mm-hmm. it's done well. Good, okay. And I think that's what's important. And mm-hmm. and that like shows goes to show you or shows to go you. It shows to it shows to go you. Like a typical storyline can work very well mm-hmm. 
if it has a few tweaks to the system and is acted well and there's like a lot of care put into it and uh that's that's my basic review of the conjuring it sets up annabelle it does it does and now the nun i think is is spinning off of that universe too yes i have not seen either of those well the nun hasn't come out yet the nun will come out in a couple months i think yeah i might see those movies now Mm. uh the conjuring definitely wasn't my the most memorable movie i've watched this week no i don't i think that uh all the other movies that you watched were incredible beyond what normal horror is yes i I like normal horror. and then the conjuring is like good typical horror i like yes from from what i've thought good typical modern horror exactly Excellent. exactly all right well i think that we both gained a lot from this uh, movie watching yes. challenge do you think you'll be giving romance movies a chance in the future if it looks interesting it depends on the movie uh, um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i think that i'll watch the notebook because i kind of want to see now, yeah. now that i know that that, <laughs> that the movies you gave me were not typical romance movies i kind of want to see the normal romance yeah let, let me know yeah but um beyond that um well i'm definitely changed good i'm, I'm I would definitely go see a horror movie in a in a theater now. Good, good. That's good because uh, it part two comes out in a few years. Sweet. Yeah. I'm I'm there. All right. I'm there. All right. Um. So yeah. All, All right. right. Time for picking. Well, we should should we should we tell them about the breaking out or later? Uh. Well, we mentioned it, so now we. Can. Well, yeah, you mentioned it. Uh, the next two weeks, we're not gonna have any weekly undertakings. That's true. I am sorry for all of you. Uh, listen, loyal listeners, but we'll be taking a two-week hiatus while we enjoy. By the time you're probably listening to it, it's mm-hmm. this is probably like, you're probably listening to this way into the future, mm-hmm. where the two-week hiatus has already happened. So just click pull. on the next episode. Exactly. But for those of you here and now, mm-hmm. uh, we might as well pick from the picking bucket now. Mm-hmm. So uh, here you go, Mike. Would you like to do the offers? Is uh, only I will. a few left, and then we got to refill. Yes, we... All right, let's see. Straight past video. Oh, man. oh, this is a tough one. I don't want to do this one. Ah, neither do I. We cannot watch videos for a week. That includes Netflix, YouTube, DVDs. Basically, if it's on a screen and it's moving, you're breaking the rules. I disagree with that because I think video games would count. Do it would you, be okay. Okay, I was gonna ask. Can we can we exempt video games? I think so because that's not we're, we're the, the 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 point is not watching videos and that's no, no videos no television stuff. I mm-hmm. that's good because mm-hmm. I literally just got the SNES Classic the other day. Yeah, that's right. I it's got, right there. That looks uh, that old school gaming is awesome. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> if I have that, I'll make it through the week. Exactly, and I don't know what I'll do. But podcasts are on the table. Uh, TV is not. Um, regular movies are not. Yeah, this is a good follow up to this week. Yeah. where all we did was watch movies, and now it's just ah, uh, that's rough. Ah, uh, this is gonna be bad. Uh, ah, yeah. man. So okay, uh, join us next time for this uh, continuation of uh, a strange. Uh, week yes thank yes. you very much thank you very much for joining us if you have any suggestions as to weekly undertakings for us to undergo undertake undertake you're right that weekly probably... undergoings to undertake that <laughs> we... <laughs> any or any combination of of that uh please email us your suggestions to it's the oxymorons at gmail.com that is correct i should check that email yes we probably should um thank you very much for joining us uh is there anything else that we should uh should mention uh no okay well wait go on okay well um 
please join us uh, again in two weeks. Uh, until then, uh, don't forget to challenge yourself. And try something new. Are we going to do, like, that double? Like, are we both going to do, like, half of that each time? I, I think so. I think that that works. All it's right. a one-two punch. It's, it's like, super, like... Uh, cheesy? It's cheesy, but... Yeah. If you okay. come up with it, if you have any, if you have any better suggestions as I to what don't. we should sign up, and I, and it's and it's nice, and it does have a good ring to it, and it rhymes. It mm-hmm. doesn't rhyme, but it, it doesn't rhyme. It, it, it's a good one-two punch. You're right. Damn it. Well, if you, any of the listeners, have any better suggestions as to what we should sign off with, email your suggestions to it's the oxymorons. Uh, you and your at gmail.com. I don't know. I don't know. I like it. All I right. do too, but it's also like. Ugh. All right. Well, I'm mad you came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay, bye. Goodbye. Thanks bye. for joining. Bye. Okay.